Hey recruiters, this is Nathan and welcome to episode one of the Content Recruiter Podcast. So we decided to kick the Content Recruiter off with a topic that we think is damaging a lot of mindsets around the recruitment world and that's poorly designed metrics. Things like time, quality and cost per hire, the metrics that we think are keeping recruitment teams in a pretty reactive state are very difficult to measure, add little value to the business or candidates, and just generally promote the wrong behaviors. So enjoy the show, and we're really, really glad you could join us. This is the Content Recruiter Podcast. Big moment. This is episode one. Does it, it feel is. big? Does it feel big for you? It does. It does. I feel like uh, we've been talking about doing this for a long time. Yeah, we have. We have. So, um, so yeah. For anyone, anyone listening, this is uh, you're in it. You're in at the ground floor, and um, Nate and I have had this like thesis for a while um, that recruiters are way too transactional in terms of how they um, try and engage talent to come and join their business. Um, I, I think, and I, and I think you agree, Nate, that if they adopted more tactics around content marketing, um, then they'd be a lot more successful. And and I think as a consequence of doing that stuff, we speak about it all the time, but actually like building brand and, and building a picture in the mind of, of, of candidates is, um, I think now when, when people are so in demand is, is the only way to, um, to do recruitment. And so we decided to, like kick off this series to talk about that sort of stuff and, and hopefully like take people on a bit of a journey as to what, no, how to execute a, a content marketing strategy as a recruiter um, and the things that you might want to reconsider. Because I think this is part strategy and execution, but I also think this is part mindset, mate. And I don't yeah. know how you feel about that, but I see a lot of um, recruitment teams that are just like just fundamentally in the wrong mindset, churning out the same activities month after month after month yeah i think uh there's like a, there's a couple of things that i i really want us to accomplish one is like i want to i want to demystify this whole content creation idea it's like it's it's not as hard as people think there's every tool available to us today to make this to make this easy to make it fast and and I understand the position that recruiting teams are in. Um, and I also understand that a lot of recruiters just don't think that they have the, the abilities to do this, um, but they actually do. I think you and I are practitioners of this and we can just like, we can just like help people like start like working the muscles and like and doing the stuff for themselves. So that's like one thing. And I also like, I think you and I, we, we've been having this like, this is basically us bringing the chat conversations that we have to life because we've been chatting for a long time about how in the recruitment industry, people are just having the wrong conversations. And we need to start having much, much different conversations that don't just get like an applause when you post them on LinkedIn. Like we need to be having like real conversations about what like the current state in the future of this industry is and how people can actually like get off this like treadmill 
that they're on and start moving in a different direction. So uh, I think this is our attempt to do that. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, there's, there's two key motivations for me. And I think um, these are these are two things that are sort of guiding like my whole career at the moment in terms of two things I really want to change in this industry. So the first one is um, I want to change like how recruiters feel about their role. Because right now I feel like recruiters are on that hamster wheel. They are sourcing cold. They're constantly putting automated messages out. They're going cold to people that they that they um, don't know, that don't know their brand. But also I, th- I think they're going cold to people that actually, um, before doing any of the groundwork, which is one thing we're going to cover today when we talk about whether metrics are creating the wrong sort of behaviors in recruitment. Um, but then the other thing is, people make really, really bad career moves off the back of the activity that recruiters are, that recruiters are executing at the moment. And so I, don't, I just don't think it's fair that we are rushing people through a recruitment funnel to serve a company's emergency. That doesn't feel like the right way around to me. This feels like it should be led by the people that are making these massive career transitions to come join the business. And I think when, it, when you take that approach and when you sort of reverse engineer that whole process, the journey to, um, to get to that point for the candidate is just very, very different. Like it involves that, um, those little moments of understanding who works in the business, what products you're building, where you're at in your fundraising series, all of these little things that um, I just think can help people build a picture in, like in their mind. And so... Um, by the way, before we kick off, I've been, um, or before we kick off on the metric conversation, I've been speaking to a friend recently who works at a law firm. Um, he's got a competitive offer from a law firm that doesn't particularly want to be where he is anymore um, because um, they are, he feels undervalued, doesn't feel like he's getting the value or the support from senior leadership team. And he doesn't feel like he is um, progressing as quickly as he'd want to into a management role. Um, and so he's had this other offer come through and suddenly the company that he's currently with have come back and said, Hey, we'll give you another 20% on your salary. Please stick around. Oh. But the company that came with the, the other offer have, have, have been speaking to him for like six months, which is amazing. And the recruiter has been sharing insights and now it's not even a picture. He's actually going to earn money. If he's earn more money, if he stays where he is, he's going to earn another 10 grand a year. If he stays where he is, like doesn't rock the boat maintain status quo but he's deciding to make the move for less money because he sees a a better long-term future in that company which i just think is like massive massive credit to that other law firm seriously that's that's good right yeah Um, that's really good that's yeah (laughs) so Uh, yeah metrics let's talk metrics so um so i I kind of in my (laughs) in my head labeled this as uh I probably should have told you this, but I kind of in my head labeled this as uh, are the metrics or are the current metrics creating a wrong sort of behaviors for like internal recruitment teams? Mm. Um, yeah. So I'm going to give you a free hit of this. What what comes to your mind when you when you get that question? What comes to my mind? Uh, I think that uh, yes, recruiting teams are 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 optimizing for the wrong for the wrong things, and it's driving very reactive behavior. Um, that's, I don't know. That's what, that's what I think about. So it's like, I think that, uh, we, well, okay. We're, 
we need, we need to look at like two things. We need to look at like, what are you measuring? And then we need to like talk about attribution, right? There two, there's like, there's two things. And I think they're actually, they're very correlated because if you, if you're not looking at, at attribution, like what is actually driving the best results or the right results, then it's very hard to, to know what to, what to be measuring. Um, and in marketing, attribution and measuring are done pretty poorly. And in recruiting, it's just like, <laughs> poor isn't even like the right word. It's, uh, it's, it's like whatever's below that. Um, but so, so, so like that, that's kind of the conversation that I wanted us to have. Um, and also there's like, it's, it's also weird too. It's like, well, you know, when we talk about how do you measure success, companies look to other people to tell them instead of answering that question for themselves. And it's kind of strange. It's like, I don't, I don't know what me, what's, what equals success for your business. You, you should know that and you should know what contributes to that. Um, and it's like interesting to me that like there's there's a there's too many people who don't know the answer to that. So so you're talking so you're talking about companies that come to you and say what basically what would what well, what should we be measuring and you question, don't necessarily have the insight at that point. Yeah, I mean a, a common question in my industry, which is like I guess technically we fall into like under the employer branding umbrella, or that's how people think of me. Whatever is like, how do you measure employer branding? Right, is one uh, like. I don't know. Like, what do you, what, like, what do you, why are you doing it? Like, why don't we just start there? Like, why are you doing that? And then, then you kind of just like start digging deeper and deeper and deeper until you go like, okay, well, what is it that you're like ultimately trying to impact? Um, and then, so it's like, it's, it's not just like the easiest thing to answer. It like, it really requires like, there's a lot of nuance to it. Yeah. What's the, like, what are the most um, common questions that, that, that you get asked? So, so I guess that's one of them. Like how would yes. we best measure successful employer brand uh, or employer brand activity? Um, but just going back to the like recruiter side. Yeah. That, there's, so there's three things, right? There's, there's, there's three measures that I or KPIs that recruiters are constantly measured against, and that is time, quality, and cost of hire. Okay. Okay. So, at least that's that's in the UK. I don't know, like no, that where sounds... is that in the states and stuff. Um, all three of those things, I just think, are really, really useless things to know. Or things to um, things to use to understand the health of a TA function. If that TA function is existing in a reactive state, well, let's look at the example you just gave of your friend. Right, quality is extremely high. Time is six months. Yeah, I mean. And, and I, I don't even know how you would calculate cost on that because that recruiter or that other firm was, I don't know, they were, they were heavily invested for a long period of time to get a very high quality candidate or very high yeah. quality hire, you know? And so if you're going off of those three metrics, they're like, I mean, 
you would look at those and you'd be like, this is a terrible move. Yeah. And, and I'm, um, I, I, I'm thinking about the process for recruiters. So if you're a recruiter and you get a rep from a hiring manager today and your hiring manager comes along and says, Hey, we are looking for a uh, head of marketing. If you are reacting to that role and you haven't built any pipeline or the subject expert in your business, hasn't published any content, hasn't built an audience like anywhere or, um, isn't really getting involved in industry conversations, doesn't appear on podcasts, doesn't get involved in events, doesn't, um, doesn't do anything, doesn't make the effort to go find people on, on LinkedIn that might be sort of interesting to hire in the future. So you are at ground zero, which happens like a lot yeah. for most recruitment teams. The pressure then, usually that wreck comes, that open vacancy comes when the team really needs it. So they have a project coming or someone's leaving and then the pressure's on the recruiter. It's like, hey, you go away and you go find someone who can fill that seat really quickly because as long as it's empty, we're losing money, we aren't as productive. So, but that journey doesn't map, doesn't align with the like, journey of the candidate. There aren't many candidates sitting there making rational decisions about their career I'm thinking, I really need to rush the next move. The only people I can think of are people who are in a job that they despise and so probably aren't thinking rationally about the next move. And by the way, I've done that like various times as a freelancer. I've been in companies where I thought, actually, this isn't for me. Another one's come along and I've jumped. And then I've gone to the new company and it's been like, hmm. Probably not the best move I've ever made. But this is where I don't, I don't, I, I genuinely don't think if, if candidates are prioritizing speed to get into a new role, I'm not sure. And, and they've never interacted with the hiring company before. I'm not sure time to hire is a useful metric whatsoever. In fact, I think it's pretty dangerous. Yeah. I'd agree. So why do we do it? I was. Because it seems uh, it, it's got to be viewed as a cost saver. Right? Faster, the cheaper. Basically, yeah. I've never, I've never, I've never actually framed it like that. But yeah, my, my assumption was companies want roles filling quicker, just so they can um, get on with the day to day. But yeah, you're right. Like it, 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 maybe that's the mentality thing. The, the quicker we do it, the cheaper it is for everyone. Um, and the more money we can make more quickly. I don't know. Yeah. So I had this conversation. Uh, I, I had this conversation with Jackson, right? My co-founder this morning. Mm. Um, and we were talking and, and because we're going to start hiring. And so, but we're, but we were talking about like some very strict criteria. Uh, and we also need somebody to fill a role in a role like pretty quickly. Um, and I said, so we're dealing with speed and intention. So we're trying to be very intentional, but we need to move pretty quickly. And usually you have to sacrifice one for the other. Um, it's very hard to get both unless you are doing things way before you have an immediate need, right? So, um, if you have, 
you know, this is like where the things that we're like, we were going to get into, we're going to like, you know, we're going to discuss here. Like that's where those things come into play. Um, but I don't, like, you can being intentional and fast when you haven't primed the pump in any way is really, really hard to do. I, um, I don't know what, what role you're hiring for, but I see your posts on LinkedIn all the time, every day for the last, what, two years? Two, so yeah, it's been, two and a half years. Yeah, two and a half years. So it's been consistent. My assumption is that if you now, if you've been interacting with people for that length of time, it's going to be a lot easier for you to go and speak to people that you want to hire and be like, yeah. hey, want to have a chat. But what's interesting about this, I also think like people are going to have that much of a respect for the amount you've given back to the community. And yes, there's upside for you because like you get the attention and all the other side that comes out the, at the other, at the other end. But um, you've given a lot back, like a lot of effort, a lot of tactics. Um, now I know you uh, like personally now and, and, and the amount of effort that you, that you, that you give back to the community and the amount of time you spend with people to educate them on things uh, you built um, a group of people now that yes, agree with your message and you've, you've maybe influenced their view on recruitment, but actually they've just, they, they like you as probably a person now. And, and it feels like if they aren't ready to move or it's just not the right time, then they'll probably open the network of their network up for you as well to try and help you make that next hire, which I think is a really interesting um, consequence of, of the work you've been doing. You know, uh, well, thank you. Um, thanks. I, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's like when we've hired in the past, it's been a really great asset. Um, it has, it's, it's made things a lot easier. Um, there's, yeah, I, 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 there's all, I mean, geez, we're a small company and we can do things like much differently than like larger companies who have like very strict, like protocols and processes in place. But like, I mean, we just hired a software engineer who came inbound with no job description. Like that's rare, <laughs> you know? I mean, like it, it like if, if we're talking about like cost of like acquisition, Canada acquisition or whatever it is, like uh, I, there wasn't really any, there, there were, it was zero. Like he reached out to us. We did a couple interviews. There was seriously no job description and, and we hired him. Yeah. And like you say, you're in a position where you're you're a startup, and so you can do things quickly. We can do things. Like you don't that. have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but, it, but at the same time, it's like he found us because we're visible, and I mean, so so it's like you, you know, you, you, if you that those are the types of things that like we need to like I think be talking about is like what what leads somebody to like inquire themselves or what leads somebody to like to, to be open to a conversation when like maybe they otherwise want it and it's this like before we before we hit record we were talking about attention and the value of attention and it's that it's like being visible and known and trust is built differently these days and the fact that like, dude, okay, I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to go off of like on a little yeah, bit of go, a tangent. Go, go, okay? go. Because I, I will, we'll get back to metrics. All right. 
So, so trust is built differently these days. And there's something going on right now on LinkedIn that is driving me crazy. And it is in the, in, in the US, two companies recently did a pretty big, pretty big layoffs. Oh, Zillow. Better. And better.com. Oh, that's okay? all I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Polls galore today. All LinkedIn polls everywhere. Uh, so two companies, which means that there's a lot of a lot of people who suddenly became unemployed. And the amount of posts that people are putting out with this fake bullshit empathy for the people at Zillow or better.com who have lost their jobs. And by the way, we're hiring here and we'll welcome you with open arms is ridiculous. These people are like, they're, they're, oh my God, they're acting like this is like a, like a uh, social movement that they're advocating for with the call to action, we're hiring. And I'm like, it's, it's the, it, it is, it's such an example of how the recruiting industry just like preys on this kind of stuff. Dude, I need to tell you this. I think, so I saw a post last week, might have been this week, um, from a, an internal recruiter, a head, of, a head of TA, I think, who was um, referring to one of those companies. And he was like, if you work at this company and you're a recruiter and you've just been laid off, you don't need to go through an interview process with us. We will hire you straight away. And I'm like, and, and this thing blew up, right? People were jumping all over it. Like sure. this company were going, oh, this is amazing. What a great gesture. And I'm reading this shit going, hold on. <laughs> hold on a second. You have, what are they walking into? These yeah. people just, this person's just been laid off. Like their emotions are going to be all over the place. And how dare people have emotions, by the way about one of the fundamental life pillars like the career. But these people are going to be going through the emotional ringer at the moment. They've probably got families at home. They're wondering, it's Christmas coming up. They're wondering what's happening. And then suddenly someone's saying, hey, you don't need to go for an interview process. You can join us next week. Uh, by the way, at a convenient time when recruits are in massive demand. Um, so I'm sure it's nothing to do with that. I'm sure it's definitely just a goodwill gesture. Um, but yeah, this isn't, that doesn't feel like a good move for the candidate. That feels like um, a pretty risky game for me to, <laughs> to roll the dice for your career and just rock up at another company the next working day, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, there, there's like this, this opportunity where now people are available in the market and companies are just like climbing over each other, trying to like post the most... I don't know, empathetic, I'm sorry. My heart goes out to all these people, come join us post. It's just like, it's, it's ridiculous. And I even had somebody like, it's like a pretty good connection of mine. I was like, Ugh, I, I didn't really like to get this message, but like I get this message asking if I have access to the better.com layoff list. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, what? I, and I, and I just wrote back and I said, I don't, I go, I'm not even a recruiter. So I don't pay attention to this stuff. Like, but I mean, come on. Dude, it's too late. Isn't it too late? 
Like, it's too late. Like, it's just because these people have already been laid off. And you know what happens internally when people are getting laid off. The messages are spreading like wildfire a week before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. You know, yeah, they didn't they, just, like, wake up one day and... and... Yeah, I'd be, and, and a thousand people were like, you're gone. Like, I'm not... No, it's 10% of a company. There's no way these messages weren't being spread around the business. It's just... I just don't believe... Uh, I don't believe that's the case. And so, and so, yeah, I, I, like number one, I feel like it's too late. I feel like people are already looking. They're already applying. They're already having conversations. They're already using their networks, find roles. But isn't this the problem with recruitment today is that most internal TA teams think about themselves. Very few get in the, get in the, um, in the shoes of the, of the candidate on the other side of the process. Like they don't really, think about the yeah. journey. They don't think about the emotions that person's feeling. They don't think about some of the barriers to actually make a decision to change jobs and come and work for another company. Who are they going to be meeting on day one? What's the hiring manager like? What's the product like? What's the trajectory look like? When was the last time they made redundancies? Like, are people happy there? Like all these things that companies just don't share. And I don't know why they, they don't share them because actually they're pretty powerful and they, 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 um, they help people make better better decisions and they help people understand whether they're going to be a good fit or not. Um, but yeah, See, I, okay, I don't, Hold on I don't a second. Care. You just said something really important. You said they help people understand if they're going to be a good fit or not. Help it, It's allowing people to, to self-select. That's the biggest thing. And like, there's this like, the, the dynamic between companies and talent needs to shift. And it, in, in some sectors, it totally has. Um, but I mean, we're, we're talking about this like idea of like companies still thinking that like they can shine the spotlight on people, on talent and go like, okay, you, you tell us everything about yourself. Right. And we're going to make a judgment call and on whether you're a fit or not. And it should like, it should be the other way around. Companies should be going like, Hey, candidates, you shine the spotlight on us. We want to give you everything so you can make a judgment call on whether a conversation is worth your time. And if you, and if it is worth your time, those conversations are going to be productive. They're going to be like transparent and then we're going to walk away knowing if like we should continue moving forward, but like, we're going to give you everything you need to know in order to like, to make these types of decisions. Um, and I don't think like that is just this like pie in the sky idea anymore. It's just like, it's just a matter of like looking at, like I, I posted about this today and I talk about it too much, but it's like looking at the way that we operate in our personal lives. For some reason we operate one way in our personal lives. We are so accustomed to buying stuff online and even making big purchase decisions now um, or getting close to those decisions without any type of need for interaction. We guide everything ourselves and we fucking expect it. And if we don't get that, we bitch and we complain and we look for another solution. It's how we are. But suddenly when it comes to like us inside of a company, we think that behavior is totally different or that we can operate another way and, and place expectations on other people that we would never place on ourselves. And it's ridiculous. And so like, I don't think like this idea of like this movement towards a different future in recruiting is like lofty. No, it, it, it's just like meeting people where they are 
that's like, well, like we need to be doing that more. Yeah, no, it is. And it goes back to that mindset shift at the start, doesn't it? It's about, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly that. Not not taking people, not driving people through a process really quickly to satisfy the demand of a company. Like there isn't, that. there's nothing, I don't think there's anything good about um, going cold outbound to someone's LinkedIn inbox and being like, hey, we're looking for a software engineer this is the salary, this is the location, want to join. And then the candidate comes back and goes, yeah, I'm up for that, learn more, I'll apply the same day. And then you've got an interview process, which for some reason the industry has become obsessed with turning the interview process around in like 72 hours at the moment. I don't know what the hell's going on, um, but that's nowhere near enough time to, to get to know someone. It's like, at least buy me a drink first. You know, it's just ridiculous. And, um, but that's where we're at. It's, it's, it's speed wins at the moment. Um until you realize you you just lost because the candidate made a really bad decision. He wasn't a good fit. So um, <clears throat> that's interesting. Hey, let's go back to the metrics thing because yeah. um, there was something that was uh, on my mind before and it's actually relating, it's actually relating to that conversation. So when you aren't going out to get a candidate from A to B really, really quickly, and you're actually going out to, um, I guess, give value to that, to that person so in 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 the way of i don't know like if you're hiring for software engineers as a recruiter um you might want to get your cto to run a live coding session every week to maybe educate people on like the product or what you're building and not make it salesy but actually lead 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 with another lens like just don't make it salesy at all um don't even talk about jobs because people will naturally find their own way but it got me thinking about another metric that recruitment teams should be thinking about to measure the health of their activity and their department. And I want to get your thoughts on it. So um, qualified inbound applications. Mm -hmm. What does that say to you? Like what, what do you think that is a worthwhile measure for recruiters who are operating this content first model? Like, do you think that's a really, do you think that's a good place for them to start? if they're trying to change their mindset, go down this content first approach um, to drive more people into the business? Or do you I think do. there's something before that? Well, there's definitely, there, there's uh, yes, there are things before that. But I think if you look at that as a, uh, as a metric that you want to, that you want to like move, right? And, and let's say right now it's, it, it's really low, but you're going to do, you're going to do things that are all uh, with the intention of driving that one metric and increasing it. Right. Um, I think it's a really great place to like, to focus your attention. Um, because for most, uh, God, I hate using terms like that. I'm trying not to use most things like that uh, for uh for scale-ups especially, that is a really uh, difficult metric. Um, there's a lot of other factors that, you know, or there's a lot of factors that contribute to that, but um, it's usually just like brand recognition and like the market generally not knowing who they are and competition. But, um, but it's something that they all want. It's kind of like the holy grail. Inbound, quality inbound applicants, it would be a recruiter's dream. You're talking to like 
you're talking to the right people most of the time. Um, so it's a, I, I think it's a great, I think it's a great place to start. Yeah, me too. I, um, yeah, I like it. I think, I but, think, but that... knowing, sorry, sorry. I don't mean to no, cut no, you off. Shoot. Go, go. But knowing that it's going to take a while to move, uh, and that you're starting, like, it's just, it's, it's not always going to be like the most sexy thing, you know? And like the numbers aren't going to like maybe be like what you want them to be, but like, but it, it, it like, it creates the, the right incentives and uh, uh, drives the right behavior. Hey, you just sparked something in my mind. I started this, we started this episode talking about things we want to try and solve because there are some problems in recruitment at the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what, one of the things that, that was at the forefront of my mind was um, trying to make sure recruiters aren't burning out. Recruitment, when you're, when you're in-house, like recruitment is very, very busy. But at times, it's also really boring. You know, when you think about the actual activity that goes into it in terms of engaging talent cold, which is what a lot of teams are doing, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's boring. And I wonder whether recruiters are actually burnt out or whether it's just the fact actually the board and the, they're tired of doing the same repetitive things and getting the same consistent results by just pushing out the same tactics and not getting responses from the people mm. that they want to hire. I wonder whether that's it. And, and, and it's going to be really hard to distinguish, but it's been on my mind a lot recently yeah. and, and it just kind of makes me wonder whether, um, whether that's the case. I genuinely, I have nothing to back that up. There is zero data for me to, for me to back that up. Actually, other than conversations that I have with other recruiters, and it's, it's kind of a conversation that, that comes up fairly regularly. And, and, um, and when you ask the question, there's always this, hmm, I've never thought of it that way. You know, maybe I'm just bored. Maybe I'm just a little bit pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you feel when you're doing repetitive work, but I feel exhausted, like just tired. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, I hear, okay, I'll tell you. The, uh, the, the stuff that I do, the, you know, the posts that I create, the videos, the, all that kind of stuff, right? The content is like, it's very much like my, my way of like cr- creatively expressing myself. Um, it, it's just like, it's a great outlet for me. It's, a, it's very much like a labor of love. It's built into my job. I mean, uh, even like when I wasn't a founder, it was, it was like built into my job. Like me spending time every day on that kind of a thing, me interacting on LinkedIn, me doing like all the stuff that like, hey, nobody was like monitoring me. They weren't going like, well, what exactly are you doing? What exactly does that mean? All that kind of stuff. It was just like, hey, we trust you. You know how to do this better than we do. So do it, (laughs) you know, that kind of a thing. But it was like, um, uh, that time spent was never, nobody in my company felt like it was a waste of time. And now like, now like people, like they just want me to do more of it kind of a thing, yeah. you know, because now that now the value is like so great, but um, that's like a different mentality, man. And like, you know, I want to talk real quick about this quality of inbound applicants. Um, 
I think this is a good, like an example that is probably like replicated across, uh, across the industry, especially in tech. Um, there, I was having a conversation recently with a head of talent who said, our quality of inbound is very low. So we spend all of our time going outbound, oh, right? Because that's the only way to measure, or that's the only only way to uh, optimize for quality. Yeah. Um, and every quality hire that we've made has come from outbound. And I understand that that is the reality, but it's also like, how does that how does it make any sense that you wouldn't go, why is the quality of our inbound consistently so low over an extended period of time? And we're not going to do anything to try to change it. Instead, right. what we're going to do is we're going to try to go, try to find better ways to continue going out. Right? Well, the, and then they go and get more recruiters to go out. So they're scaling they're a broken model. Yeah, right. which is just right. crazy. Like, so that's why going back to your what you were saying about quality of inbound applicants, why, why now after you brought it up, why I actually think that is a better metric than, than the one I've always I've been stuck on this like new hires being like the, being like the revenue metric, you know, being like Mark. But I don't know. I think yours is yours is better. I I don't have a problem with new hires. I think it's actually like new hires or velocity of hires, like people. I just think there are more interesting things to measure at the top because I think ultimately, look, this whole concept of a funnel for me is just being squeezed. Like this idea that there are different stages to a funnel is an utter nonsense to me. So someone's now at awareness stage. Oh, now they're at decision stage. Oh, now they're at this stage. Like it's just this real linear process. That's just, it just doesn't make any sense to me at right. all. Um, and so when recruiters are like, oh, this person's come inbound, they're aware and maybe they've made their decision. So now they're ready to be hired. Like, that's just not the case, is it? Yeah. Because they may have applied to 15 other companies and they, that yeah. person may have 10 recruiters in their inbox at the moment. So, um, so this idea that the recruitment funnel is this linear process and you can categorize people at certain parts of the journey and then just push them on with one piece of content is just it's just i just don't agree with i think it's fundamentally incorrect so um and so i would focus more on things like if you are pu publishing content and and this might be controversial because i think i think um i think some people maybe don't agree that metrics like new followers are really that important or people that are engaging with your posts with maybe a reaction aren't that important. But I certainly think that, that those sort of things help from a, a qualitative perspective in terms of, like, are we actually hitting the right people? Is the content that we're putting out there, is it starting to get the attention from the people that matter? Um, and if it isn't, then you can maybe sort of tweak it or change the format or, or, or whatever. Um, I think there's lots of different viable ways to execute that stuff. But um, I actually think measuring those engagement metrics at the top are quite important when you're starting out, because I think the business is going to be uh, on your case pretty quickly. They're going to want to know what's happening. If you're pulling a senior engineer out of the team for an hour a week to say, hey, do this live session with us, you know you're going to have a HR director the next day going, 
how many people tuned in. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, the metrics that come out of the, um, of the concept media distribute for me, I, I, I'd measure them. I know, I know people don't feel the same. I think they're important. I think um, they're a good indicator as to how things are going. Um, but then actually the, the, the big thing for me is, yeah, the, the, the two things there, the, the, the application, the, the qualified application coming in and then the, um, the higher, the higher from those qualified applications. Cause I think that tells a really interesting story between how bought in the candidate was to actually apply versus how far down the journey they've actually been, been taken. The um, one, yeah, I want to add one thing and then we should probably wrap it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we can, yeah. We're going to talk for two hours. Um, the, okay. So we, uh, let me see. So, so we're going content marketing applied to recruiting to drive, to, in, to uh, improve the quality, the, the inbound quality metric. That's really what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, how, how recruiting teams can start shifting from basically 100% outbound motion to even an 80-20, 80% outbound, 20% content marketing, 60-40, 50-50, and start like making progress to where you're and, and mapping it all back to this quality of inbound metric. I really like this. I really like yeah. that a lot. That like, to me, like summing it up that way, kind of like now brings it all back together. Um, there are things qualitative, and I think we should probably just do qualitative versus quantitative as its own, as its own episode. But, um, but you talked about something. There's a, uh, a practitioner who somebody who is like doing this stuff, understands it. People on the outside who are looking to measure this don't, and that's where they mess up is they're looking at things that like show up in the dashboard or are just like so quantitative, so numbers driven um, that they don't tell the real story. And so here, here's an example of something that I do. I do this every week. I do it on Fridays after I've posted for the week. I go back through all my posts for that week and I just look at who engaged. Mm -hmm. um, and I can see... I can get a general sense. I don't add it up. I don't do anything like that. I'm just like looking through all the people who engaged with my post, my post, and I can see if if they are moving people in the right direction, if I'm hitting yeah. the right audience. That is very different than me caring about how many people liked my post. Because actually, like I don't care how many people liked my post. I care about who did. And if more of the right people are liking it than not. I'm doing my job. Um, and so this obsession with engagement numbers and things like that is, uh, is not the right thing to be thinking about. It's about like who is engaging. Uh, yeah, so, sure. you know, so that's like, anyway, yeah, we can, we can totally leave it at that, but I think we should definitely talk about qualitative versus quantitative one day because, um, it's, a uh, being able to measure qualitative data and report it back to other people is like, it's a, it's a skill. It's easy to report numbers because we have software to track that shit, but it, but it does not tell, it does not tell an accurate story. Yeah. And, and, and actually I think like we should probably, we should probably talk about this next time because 
I think how recruiters actually influence senior stakeholders in a business to take this content-led approach and give them and tell them the story with the data that they that they will want to see um, is probably a big challenge, isn't it? Like I, know, I know it is. You know, you, you, HR directors, HR leaders are what like without stereotyping, forty years plus. 50 and they maybe don't get like they've never done marketing before so why shouldn't why shouldn't it be easy for i'm laughing because i'm 43 oh that's awkward <laughs> uh, no but, but you know you know what i'm saying but you're, you're you're in the marketing game so you'll get it hr people aren't no no and, I, so, and so coming yeah. to them and saying hey we want to measure qualified inbound we want to measure um engagement a channel and platform level we want to measure hires we want to ditch time quality and cost per hire is a big leap for them and so i think you're right i think that advice is absolutely perfect so that whole thing of the 80 20 rule don't stop what you're doing from a sourcing no. perspective because sourcing it makes me feel sick to say works you'll hit enough people and you'll make sure. enough hires to keep the wolves from the door yes I said wolves. I managed to coin the phrase with the old wolf shirts in the background. Wonderful. Um, sorry about that. You'll manage to make enough hires to keep the wolves from the door. But if you truly want to improve your life and the lives of people that are applying to your business, you have to try and find a more sustainable way to do this and give them more insight way before they apply. Um, and that's the thing that I'm taking out of this. Yep. I love this. Uh, I love this idea of like of everyone rallying around this one metric of of in, of increasing qualified inbound applicants. That's something that like everybody in every function can just like point themselves to and say, "This is the one metric we want to move as a as an organization." Yeah. What are all the things we can start doing today to move? I think you, I think you came up with like that's that's all you. You, great job. All right. You, you well, like you, you clicked some on it. I'll take episode one for the win. It's all um, you, man. Episode two is on you because we are going to talk about, and we haven't actually discussed this, but it's kind of on the line now. We need to talk about that whole position in the um, metrics thing because I think that's important. We'll definitely cover that, but I want to talk about the content mix on the next episode and i want to cover one of your favorite topics employee generated content because i know that's <laughs> something that you hold <laughs> to your heart so um so let's wrap it up it's been good fun all right buddy good to see you cool